Hello and welcome back to the Lean In podcast with Ryan and Joel. Me being Ryan and Joel. Me being, being Joel. My good friend. Oh, sorry. I interjected. Sorry. Right sorry. I, oh, we're not very good at this. <laughs> oh, this is. The day is ruined, really. Um, Shut up and do but, the intro already. Oh, okay. All right. And today we are going to be talking about visual effects in movies and uh, all sorts of different things, probably. I don't know. But. I hope you have a good time today. Heck yeah! As you listen to this, we're going to talk about some uh, some music in movies too, because Ryan and I are big fans of those big orchestral scenes, you know. Uh, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, all right. Well, to start us off, Joel, take it away with your uh, fact of the week and your news story of the week. You are a news story. Um, I don't... Oh, well, thank you. Um, (laughs) I do like Um, a bit of the drama. Do you now? Uh, So, my... uh, my, Okay, are we saying news stories or facts? What are we doing? Well, actually, first of all, how are you going? Oh, do you know what, Ryan? I've been doing pretty good. I hope uh, you guys watching on YouTube can't see that I'm leaning back too much, but I've got stomach cramps. It's a fun time. (laughs) Um, <laughs> what about um, you, Ryan? How are you? <laughs> um, oh, I, I would just wonder, you know, did you end up in the ER at one point or no? Is that a, or did I just not hear that? Yeah, I did. I, uh, got some, some nice drugs to help calm the pain, you know? Uh, speaking of pain, I heard, Ryan, that you started, uh, doing some martial arts. <laughs> yeah. What a segue. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm so glad. <laughs> Um, I am falling in love. I will probably, uh, well, I'll probably, uh, get bored of it later and just be like, oh, okay, this is just like another thing. But right now I'm just loving Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Joel, I reckon, I just want to bring you in at one point. That would be cool. Um, even though like, it is very painful. Uh, not painful, but just... Uh, you'll have a good time, I reckon. Uh, I better have a good time. Yeah, you get put into chokeholds and arm locks and leg locks and all sorts of different things. I feel um, like Ryan's um, version of what a good time is might be slightly different <laughs> to my idea <laughs> of a good time. You, nah, what do you mean, man? What do you mean? <laughs> if you are time. trying to get someone to do something, I don't know if you start with headlocks and arm locks as your, <laughs> your way in. And but, um, like gr- greasy older men on you as well. Um, okay, okay. That's a very, very different much. podcast category. Let's move past that. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, have you got any, Welcome like... Welcome back to Sex Life with Ryan and Joel. <laughs> You're making a mockery of this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, Ryan, have you got any, maybe, uh, interesting facts that uh, will lead our mind to greater knowledge uh, and strength uh, and integrity? I do, I do. Okay, well, my fact of the week, uh, I just find this pretty funny. Uh, so, back in World War Two. There was a bear enlisted in the Polish army who made it to the rank of corporal. <laughs> he smoked, he drank, and carried weapons to the front during battles. His name was, uh, I've got here, Wojciech. I don't know how to say that, Wojciech. Um, yeah, just picture like a, a bear being in your platoon and... <laughs> <laughs> just like smoking and drinking with you. I'll I'll repeat again for the players uh, at home. Uh, Ryan, you're making a mockery of this podcast. <laughs> no, this is that's the best fact that we'll ever have ever. Freaking I have sorry. I have a lot of questions. Like, did he have a handler? Uh, no, he wasn't Hitler. Is, is if that's what sorry? you're asking. Sorry. Sorry? I heard Hitler. I said handler. Uh, handler. Oh, oh, no. I reckon he was I I reckon he was independent. You know, he 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 seemed to, you know, just kind of pick up drinking and pick up smoking. 
on his are you, own. Are you getting inspiration for like your next uh, Dungeons and Dragons character? Is this just going to be a bear? Oh, yes, <laughs> it's just a bear boy. <laughs> In more ways than um, one. Um... <laughs> oh my god! Um, Note taken. Ryan, yes. I have a. Uh, uh, also an interesting fact uh, for a very different tact to what you have done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but I found it interesting. I was watching um, one of those like compilations on like most stream songs on Spotify ever. Like the top 100. Uh-huh. And Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, the 1975 song, is in the top 30. Really? Yep. Wait, with, with how many plays? Like, it's ridiculous. It's like over a billion or something. It's something stupid. Like, it's it's a stupid number of plays. I almost actually want to look it up now. Like, so It what, just shows you, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it's in the top 100. I don't know how old that video was I watched, but I assume it's still in, like, the top 50. But uh, yeah. it just shows you good music kind of transcends uh, platforms, transcends time. Ah. Very and interesting. I, I see how that actually half ties in with the theme of, the, of this week uh whereas mine doesn't every time uh but i feel um, like that's what makes our friendship unique <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay i'm looking at queen's uh spotify right now so mm. oh wow so they, they've got 36 million monthly listeners uh, what still yeah 36 million i'm one of them and then, i li- occasionally listen to some queen I thought, yeah, you'd probably make up a, a million of those listeners just with different Spotify accounts. <laughs> I'm that obsessed with time. Queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just playing it, blasting <laughs> it. Um, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is 1,630,274,952. Yeah. Oh, I ran out of maths to, just then to even... I always run that. out of maths at the worst time. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd just like to interject here with uh, the cap that I'm wearing. Uh, go Bucks, 6-1, and one, 2021 season. All right, now moving on. Uh, news stories of the week. Uh, Ryan, have you got anything for us? <laughs> See, I, I was, I'm hearing this. And I'm like, what? I don't even know what that is, but I love it. Um, yeah, this is actually quite an uplifting Thing if you're an environmentalist or you, you like to just check in with the environment every now and then. Uh, so 20,000 pounds of trash was removed from the Pacific garbage patch um, thanks to a Dutch entrepreneur called Boyan Slat. And he's made these sort of... <laughs> yeah. I I'd probably I'd probably butchered it. I don't even know. No, that's not what I'm laughing at, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you you you're a beautiful flavor on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, you just like okay. Here's the thing. You know how everybody's like, I love the environment, and I I would say I'm one of these people. I love the environment. I love animals and everything. I but hate then, the environment. Like, uh, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> straight up. Continue. Uh, uh, you were saying something about loving the wait, environment. So with the when the bushfires were happening, where you're like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, dream come true. And you were and you were in the middle of like everything. So <laughs> actually, how was uh, it yeah. for you? Were you pretty close? Uh, with the fires. Uh, this like the 2020 bushfires. Like uh, good. yeah, was that twenty twenty? Summer twenty twenty or like end of twenty nineteen? Start of twenty twenty, end of twenty nineteen. Yeah. No, I don't think we were that affected by those bushfires. It was the bushfires before that when it like came up to like our back fence. Uh that oh, was fun. Yeah. Fire truck and boys. Fire. So you know, great shout out to the rural uh, fire service legends over there. Yeah. True. Oh, yeah. And um. Yeah. Anyways, like friggin' environment. <laughs> okay do you think that everybody goes about their day goes about their day and i'm sure there's like probably a slim margin of people but i think the majority of people are so caught up in their own sort of lives and their own sort of things <laughs> political opinions with ryan and joel 
Um, the environment. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, um, I think you're getting no. something good there with like the. I don't think we do take that much, you know, like thought. Not that you should like everything you do be like, oh my goodness, the environment. <laughs> but like, yeah, honestly, it's the small I feel things. Like you would, honestly. I feel like you'll just be in so much anxiety in, at every moment of your life because you'll be you'll be walking around and be like, oh, if I um, throw this in the in the wrong like if I just miss that garbage or like if I I don't know if I if I litter just a little bit here or I don't know like I didn't pick up that piece of trash oh no the you world just couldn't leave burn yeah you couldn't leave yeah. the anxiety associated with that and the responsibility you put on your own shoulders crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, again, Brian, you've now again taken a really big issue and made an interesting fact, and now I have a boring fact <laughs> to be. <laughs> uh, my news story, actually, sorry, my news story of the week is just that the the new trailer dropped for the Batman in the last little while, Ooh. and uh, yes. that's looking fine. You know what I'm saying? It's very smexy. Very it's got, smexy. It's got like I, the dark uh, tone of the like Nolan franchise, but with like the comic book influence in the color grading and like mm. I don't know the vibe. I I'm I'm just vibing right now, man. Like I yeah. And I like uh, the this sort of new Batman, and you can kind of see it in the colors that presented in the like from what we're seeing as well. Lots of like like dark reds and everything mm. almost like you know yeah that like red orange black. yellow is looks so good on that trailer like the colors yeah. are just like oh. Oh. And, he, and he's like and you can tell he's like still he's he's young and still full of rage so you know i'm vengeance kind of like that <laughs> yeah i am vengeance i mean he just freaking pummels that guy far out <laughs> oh the yeah. end of the trailer though when the car the penguin's car flips and he's looking out like he's upside down and he's looking out at the flames and batman's just like oh it's just so good man yeah. whoever was like that's oh. the shot we're doing oh uh, you're hot you're hot <laughs> or the scene in the like hallway with the muzzle flashes are like illuminating batman like it's pitch black oh yeah, yeah. Oh. and he's darting around oh so good okay um, I don't know if I got ex as excited. Like I'm like, that trailer got me like nine point five, but the new Spider Man trailer got me like nine point seven, nine point eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, is, was that the teaser trailer or is there a new trailer out? But like the full trailer, the like two and a half minute one, and where we see like Green Goblin. Well, yeah, we, we, we see hear Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then we oh see Doctor Ock, and he's like, Hello, Hello Peter. <laughs> yeah. Peter. Oh, at that point in the trailer? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, Dude, I'm, I'm in heaven right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, oh, and leading on to that, what do you think of the visual effects that they've applied to his face? He looks good. Um, yeah, I think it looks good too. Like the I, I think they needed it one. to do it because I know there's like, there's a part of me that wanted to see... Doc Ock, Goblin, and like Peter, Toby Maguire, Peter, as like really old, like not really old, like the grandpa, but like yeah, in their yeah. late 30s, 40s kind of vibe. Um, mm, mm. But at the same time, it would be really cool to see them just come straight from their movies. Like I was watching a, 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 a theory on YouTube that was each of these characters is being pulled from the Raimi universe just as they're about to die, the two villains. So Doc Ock's being taken out of the water in the friggin' river and put through the into a different timeline. And then Goblin is like, just as he's about to get hit by his glider, he's taken as well. Like that's like there's a theory that they're like just snapped out of their reality and brought into Tom Holland's Spider Man. Um but, but Ryan, how disappointed are you going to be out of 10 if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire do not appear in the movie? Look, at all. I'm like, okay, why go... I reckon if they're going... They're only just doing the villains, people are going to be like, well, why don't you just, you know, bring in the other Spider-Man? You know, it would be... 
it's it's they've shown that that the villains from other universes are going to be in it. So why go why go the like the it's a missed opportunity, hey. Like, if they don't do yeah, it, it's yeah. everyone has great fan theories that are like about it. If you're going to bring, because they're bringing not just Doc, like we've seen Doc Ock, we've seen Goblin, we've seen in the trailer, Electro's in the trailer, like his lightning's in the trailer. Um, there's yeah. like pictures in the, like, if you freeze frame in the trailer, it looks like Sandman's in the movie. Like, there's, there's yeah, yeah. sand moving about. And then we clearly, like, someone on YouTube, like, cranked the colors on the shot where something jumps at the glass at Tom Holland. It's freaking just lizard. Yeah. So you've already got True. five. And then we're, we don't know who the sixth is, right? Because it's probably going to be a um, Sinister Six. Yeah. Uh, I, I, okay. I'd love Theory to see time. Sony's Venom. But we won't because that's just not how the contract will work. But I'd love nah, to just see Sony's nah, Venom. Joel, Joel, it is. It's gonna be Venom. That's, nah, I don't believe it. <laughs> because what's uh, what's oh okay. I do you follow Marvel Studios spoilers on Reddit? No, I don't think I do. I'm actually barely Ooh. on Reddit. I should be, but what 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 have what's that account revealed? Um, oh, mate, like, there's a photo of Tom Hardy with a Spider-Man No Way Home hat on. Like, and he's hanging out with some stunt crew. You know, it's it's fairly... Uh, and then... Um, I want to look at this photo the, right now. <laughs> you can find it. You can find it. Um, Tom, look up Tom Hardy... Uh, no way home. Oh, it literally, it's it's literally Tom Hardy. No way home hat is literally a, a recommended search. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pe- people are th- like frothing over this. Who says this picture's altered? I really want this to be true, but I feel like there's no way he would be allowed to just wear merchandise for this film. If this is supposed to be like a, it's the same as like clearly if Toby Maguire is in the movie, he's gonna deny it because because he hasn't been <laughs> revealed. It's except like friggin' Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina were not hiding that they were in the movie. <laughs> Alfred Molina yeah. was asked and he was like, "Yeah, I'm in the movie," and it takes place like my character's gonna. <laughs> I'm like, "What? Wait, what? You can't say this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I reckon. Um. And I think Corridor Crew, the VFX guys on YouTube. Oh, is this this video they... about the Garfield footage? Yeah, the Garfield yeah, footage. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and they they mentioned something like, uh, I found it really interesting because it seems like uh, movie studios, especially Marvel and especially maybe even DC, mm. uh, people are using leaks as advertising now because people are going to click on a link for uh leaks more than they are to like oh this movie is coming out it doesn't seem in that episode say um yeah yeah doesn't sam say oh am i not supposed to see this click (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly like it's 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 part of human nature or something i don't even know if you guys as well listening haven't heard of corridor crew go look them up on youtube and you'll spend the next eight hours um, watching their content great stuff mm. awesome stuff on there mm. uh, especially about visual effects we're going to talk about bit today as like lay people uh, they're experts <laughs> in that kind of thing um, so go check them out if you're looking for how they did stuff in movies that is not clear um, but yeah I'm I'm super keen I'd love to see Venom even if it's for a look I wouldn't be utterly disappointed if the only time we get to see the other Spider-Man is like through a portal and it's literally Andrew Garfield turning away, looking at camera and turning away from camera. That would be enough for me. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I know that at the end of the day, we don't want this movie to be too muddy and convoluted. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, part of me wants to see a shot where all three Spider-Man and a live-action Miles Morales um, oh, all just kind of oh, are yeah. standing there and kind of, like, turn around. Because he is Sony property as well. If they could, like, just... 
Oh. And the, and the amount of like, I don't know. I think a lot of a lot of youth, like us included, we love for some reason Spider Man just really hits home for everybody. Um, the character you know, I, I is think... perfect, isn't he? Like he's the, oh yeah. He's the teen, ang- like the angst teen that a lot of us can like identify with. He's a hero that no one thought would be a hero. You know, he's the nerd, he's the loser at, at high school, and then he just happens to become this hero. So we get that path. Um, mm. What else do you think it is about him? Is it that he has like, like he's just a really nice guy? Like he's a pretty. You I wouldn't would, would um, say two dimensional, right? But he's a little simple, and I that might. Mm. What do you think? Another YouTube channel. This is this is linked to what I, like what we're talking mm. about. Another YouTube channel that uh, I would recommend is Wisecrack, and they've Wisecrack. actually they've actually done yeah they they do like philosophy, the philosophy of Game of Thrones, the philosophy oh, of Spider-Man. these guys yeah 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 and I watched their Spider Man video and I was like I just was mind blown, um, just. Like, what's the main colors of, like, this is from what I remember. Like, what's the main colors of Spider-Man? Red and blue. Red and blue and white. And white, w- yeah. what's a fl- What's a flag that has that? America? America. Spider-Man is representative of how America sees itself. <laughs> Isn't that more Captain America, though? Um, or is Captain America yeah. what they think? Yeah, is one of them their actual reality, and then the other one is what they want yeah. to be? <laughs> Especially the more recent <laughs> stuff, like uh, uh, the Winter uh, Captain America, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, sort of dealt with like what is America really? Like what what is America standing hey, for? But, no spoilers. Like, I haven't finished it yet. Okay. Okay. True. I would. I would. It's worth it. I reckon. It gets a bit more. I think complex. we've stayed anyway. pretty spoiler free on this podcast so far. Like we've talked about, like I think if we we will keep it that way, and then if we do actually like talk in detail about a movie or a TV show, we'll we'll let you know and we'll like timestamp yeah. it so you can avoid it if you want to see the thing. Um, and we'll throw we'll throw flashes on the screen. We'll <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, I yeah. I want to ask you a question right now before we move on to like the other stuff you want to talk about. Yeah. I I'm going to put something at you that I've heard in theories and I very much agree with. I don't think Doctor Strange is being honest with Peter in the trailer. From what we've seen Ooh. in the trailer, he would mm. never cast this spell that we yeah, see in the trailer. Like, yeah, yeah, and you know I, I was watching those sort of videos of people breaking the trailer bit by bit mm. and yeah they were they were commenting as well of like this is just so off for dr strange because he's so he's usually quite actually wise and fairly we're well, supposed um, to be the best of us right like he's the uh, like as much as we didn't understand in infinity war him giving the stone to thanos he always makes the right call and he's a, he's a little bit wily and he'll do what he wants and he's got an ego but we're, yeah. what we're talking about here is absolutely dismantling the timeline. Um, I really don't like, see yeah. him doing. <laughs> and, did did and you see the gets... theory about him doing this, using Peter to break the timelines intentionally so that he can get ahead of the threat that he needs to fight in mul- uh, the multiverse of madness? Oh, that's a really, that would be really cool. Um but see, I wonder because, like, if we're saying that Doctor Strange is almighty and powerful, uh, there's there's no rule, uh, just as a just as a story writing sort of thing. Like, what's what's his problem then? You know, like, what do we? Is he still dealing with ego? Is he still, you know, what's what's happening there? So, um, well, I guess so, yeah, the, maybe I the story really... point is that he's biting off more than he can chew because. Is he uh, trying to disrupt the timeline so that I've seen a theory, so I'm not just being, you know, amazingly smart right yeah, now. Yeah, I've yeah. watched the video. 
is he breaking the timeline so he can catch these interdimensional villains one by one so that he yeah. like he's either getting ahead of the threat he needs to fight the other thing that's interesting is the title i've heard someone's theory that spider-man and doctor strange are fighting in this movie because um Doctor Strange is trying to catch these villains that are going to cause him a lot of chaos in an interdimensional split. But Peter wants to return them to their timelines and fix their timelines. So there's this uh. like... And and then the title is No Way Home. And, and it's like this... Is that about the villains getting home? And now, when we say villains, by the way, we're talking about some of the most beloved characters in Spider-Man. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, actually like uh, likable dudes, you know, like mm. as much as like they get kind of it seems like they get power hungry or whatever. <laughs> like each villain gets really power hungry. Um and it's just like, I'm just gonna blow up New York now or something like or like to- toxic gas in New York or whoever, but they all really they all start off with like really good intentions and they all every villain starts off like really likable, actually. I would agree, yeah. Well, is it, what if we contrast that for a second to Batman, right? A lot of the villains yeah. are likable, but not likable as people. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, as good as I love the Joker, he's not a good dude. <laughs> like, at, yeah, at any yeah, point of him. Not. Or the Penguin. <laughs> or Catwoman. Or, like, when you look at the Spider-Man villains, we're talking about, like, a doctor that is trying to create a renewable energy source to stop the climate change and save the world. Yeah, yeah. And he turns into a villain through that. Like Green Goblin, he's trying to create scientific advancements, right? Yeah. And yeah. that starts all and honest he's... until it's like warfare. and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, all right, Peter, I'm going to do it on myself. And I love how he always says, Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Willem Dafoe, man. Oh, he was such yeah. a... I'm so glad that we got to hear his... What does he chuckle in the trailer? Be careful what you wish for, Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and you just hear like, ah, 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 or whatever his cackle Oh, another thing, right? Did you have a thought in your brain at the end of the trailer how Dr. Octopus knows that Tom Holland is Peter Parker? Yeah, see, look, this is... I reckon now, I think it's a, clever uh, editing. It's clever editing, yes, surely. That's, yeah, I'm on the same page. Or they've done this in other trailers as well, Marvel. They've actually, like, put... They've gotten more visual effects into the trailer. So, like, you know, I think it was for Infinity War. Uh, there was a scene where we see uh, a charge, you know, all the characters charging at Thanos or whatever... And we see Hulk in his normal state, like, you know, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, but then yeah. in the actual movie, he's in the Hulk Hulkbuster. He can't actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I reckon they've done some clever little CGI and editing uh, that this is... What we're seeing is a different Spider-Man. Uh, I really hope he's talking to Tobey Maguire. Like, I really... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you see that theory video that was like, I really want to see the Spider-Man meme where they're all just pointing at each other? <laughs> I reckon they're going to do that. Like, there's, there's got to be some crowd pleasing and I don't care. Like, I'm honestly so hyped for it. Um, what Let's do you transition think a of... bit. Yeah, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, actually, we've talked about Spider-Man for a bit. Let's just go. Let's just go. Well, I guess we can transition a bit into visual effects with this with this episode. Um, how do you, what like the de aging effects we've we're seeing on Alfred Molina? We've seen before on Samuel Jackson's uh, like Fury in previous movies. We've seen it on um, Peter Qu- uh, Quill's dad. I can't think of the actor's name. It's left me. Uh, oh, really famous actor. That dude. <laughs> That dude, uh, Stan Lee, of course, yeah. has had a bunch of de aging in the movies in, in in between. What do you think about that from a visual standpoint? Do you, do you think it looks good? And then, secondly, 
No, answer that first, and then I'll, I'll go down the tangent I want to get down. <laughs> okay, okay, I can see that you really wanted to get somewhere with that. Um, I'll be quick, Joel, I'll be quick, don't worry. You better be. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's actually quite such an art. Like, think about making a... Imagine having somebody in front of you and then almost sculpting their younger self. Like you look at them and you, uh, of, of course, like these visual effects guys have like tons of images and yeah, automated processes of, and like yeah, yeah, and they could, I reckon, um, and that whole process of deep faking things mm. as well. Um, and if you don't know what deep faking is, it's pretty much an artificial intelligence that will map, uh your face and then it'll have a whole directory of previous mm. um previous things you could upload you could you just upload a bunch of your like pictures of your face pretty much and then you could put that onto somebody else now and they would look pretty similar to you it's actually remarkable how similar they would look um and like and anything would, the more pictures you give it like the better it's going to be like and the more time you give it um but we're kind of getting into this weird frame with deep fakes right where it's like the actual like technology behind a deep fake we're not actually kind of seeing yet in hollywood because when yeah. they've said we deep fake people um and then they'll show you like a cgi model and you're like you're not deep faking <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about yeah yeah um, um but uh, and it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, remember when Batman versus Superman came out? Oh, uh, at least, my oh, gosh! Yeah. The, the mustache intro, the must, yeah, the mustache, and you can see it like flickering here. <laughs> um, like you know, props to those guys that just like they must have brute forced can... that. There's no system, right? That had to just be someone yeah. sitting there, frame by frame. Like <laughs> and they and they they had like the next thing to go to, then they were just like, I'm done, all right. <laughs> oh, we well, think of the pressure, right? Because that was on like Batman Superman's not a great film as well, and I bet they were under like a lot of pressure to like push it out, and there would have been other shots. Like that's the thing I think we need to remember when you see visual effects. Visual effects are like a tool, right, to tell your story. But at the end of the day, sometimes there's just too many visual effects shots that the directors and, and producers have decided to put in the thing. The, they, the effects are houses. They've got, a, they've got deadlines. Like at the <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, effects are houses. I like that analogy, though. Like, you, they, you know, and they've got a certain time timeline and, you know, they have to get things done by this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, um, like at the end of the day, the film's got to get, or the TV show, it's got to get done. So mm. here's the thing, and I go like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just speaking corridor crew to camera right now. But um, think of visual effects as just another tool, right? Like if you can, if you are watching for bad visual effects, right? When you go like you come out of a movie and go, that looks fake. It's like, yeah, because it was fake. Like. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. There's there's a line where you need to go. Were they so bad that they actually took me out of it? Which in any like big Hollywood movie, that's just not true. If you if your friend comes out of a movie and goes, I couldn't stop looking at the bad visual effects. Mm. Well, what's a movie that really balances realism? Uh, you know, realistic sort of CGI as well as keeping it still like fantastical and magical uh what mm. movie kind of jumps out to you well before um, you said magical i would have said 1917 i still have yet to see that oh my goodness you need to watch that because the they do oneers in that movie that aren't oneers yeah. they're not like they they look like they're one shot they they're not they're actually mixing mm. I want you to watch it because there's a bunch of times when you will like swear on your mother's grave that the you're looking at a real person. But to mix some of these cuts, right? When it, I, the one I saw on Corridor Crew is like 
it, one of the characters jumps in down to, into like a crater, but they finished the top day with him jumping down and they started from the bottom of the pit on the next day. So someone oh. just didn't didn't clock that those two shots didn't work. So someone that from the jump to the bottom, the person is completely computer generated. And that movie, you're watching a lot of things of explosions and real people running across frame and, and it's war and it's beautiful and it's practical, but they're hiding beautiful visual effects in there that they're not using as like, oh, hey guys, uh, we've had a bunch of talking and dialogue. Now it's time for the visual effects shot. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. They're using it to so, complement the movie. So yeah, okay, very uh, like interesting that you say hidden. Uh, hidden sort of well, they should CGI. Be. Yeah, they should be CGI. Well, like, hidden. unless you're yeah. looking at something right that's doesn't exist. Yeah, right? yeah, clearly like you know a big fleet of of big armada of aliens coming down and yeah <laughs> or lightsabers or like <laughs> dinosaurs or like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay those clearly didn't exist either so oh. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the episode of the podcast. We put on our tinfoil hats and we discuss. <laughs> Can I? I'm gonna. I'm gonna complain for a moment here. Anyone okay. who says that the dinosaurs in Jurassic World look bad, I hate you. I hate you, and I know Ryan, you're one of them. No, I'm just trying to think about it. I, like I've seen Jurassic World, but I can't really remember the. I, I hear the comparison between the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park look way better than Jurassic World, and I will challenge anyone who says that. That <laughs> when you go back and watch Jurassic Park, yeah, they look good, but they look like puppets. Like the Velociraptors look like people in suits, and that's. I'm not saying that's bad. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. We're talking about the '90s. And, and and the T-Rex, when they do the CGI, when it walks out through the rain and through the cars, it lo- yeah, look, it looks good, but, like, compared to a, a simulation today, it doesn't stand up. Neither of mm. them are bad. Each of them are reflections of what tools they had in their two different time periods, right? Yeah, yeah. Wait, what, fil- what year was Jurassic Park? Was it 1993? I want to say three or one. I'll Google it. But either way, isn't that crazy? Yeah, and then how? What like ninety three? Eight ninety three. Oh wow! So eight years later, we get Lord of the Rings as well. Like, well, like the pre production of Lord of the Rings. Well, you were just speaking about uh, a movie that blends visual effects with reality, but in like a magical way. You are watching so many visual effects shots in the Lord of the Rings and you are not even flinching. You're not even like... Like, clearly when you see um, thousands of orcs, like, you're looking at a visual effects shot. They didn't just go and get a thousand orcs to spend 12 hours (laughs) in makeup to just stand out there and do nothing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because that would have been... Oh, yeah. And, like, that would have cost more to get extras to get that many extras mm. whereas you can just put a cgi army in and you're good to go you, you know of course you put like little cgi makeup on on it to make it look a bit better and then it's good yeah well, well you got that's probably when you're saying you make a good point there about the blending right that's what makes a shot look good you blend what you actually shot on the day with the visual effect so mm. like if you're doing lord of the rings today you'd probably have like the first three rows of people real and impractical like makeup and things. And then from them behind, you just do CGI um, doubles. Mm. But I think we're losing our way with, I just don't like when people talk about visual effects, like they'll come out of a movie and go, yeah, oh crap. And it's like, they just came out of like a new <laughs> shark movie. And it's like, <laughs> like yeah. what do you want? yeah true true uh and honestly like i've been that person like that that would walk out and just oh we've all been that person like yeah that was crap that looked so crap and um yeah and just kind of really complaining about like oh you know do you see that part when you know the shark you know was eating the person you could clearly see that you know just from that little shark tooth 
that blew me. You know, obviously it wouldn't be that clean, and uh, oh, I hate that movie. You know, that sort of thing. Well, I think you double um, down, right? That's the human nature that you. If you're complaining about the visual effects, you didn't like the movie. Like, let, let's go from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you, <laughs> it, there's very few movies, right? That you go, I love the movie, but the effects look bad. I really can't mm. think of a movie that I was like, that's the... Because if you're just sitting there looking at... Or if you're sitting on YouTube watching a scene and you're like flicking frame by frame, <laughs> you've missed the point of the thing. You're really trying to find... You're really trying to like... Oh, I just Here's another reason why I hate this. It's like you're writing an essay to yourself about like why this is a crap movie. <laughs> well, well, like think about it like this, right? Most people would have gone, they'll go, oh, the effects looked really bad in that movie I just watched. And then they'll watch the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones and go, man, I love how they did that all practically. <laughs> and then it'll be like, bro, like 75% right. of that scene is CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, that's an awesome scene though. Like, I love mm. the, like, We've, I don't think we've actually... I can't think of any other recent media like that's medieval fantasy where we get to... where we're like almost first person uh, just, you know, following this one character in a battle. Which, uh, did it, did it hit you like... I totally agree because I, I would say that that's the best battle scene, like medieval sword fighting battle scene I can remember, like since Lord mm. of the Rings. And I was yeah, even someone yeah. that didn't love Game of Thrones because of the last season. But that mm. stands up like amazing. What you that's that's so true though. You're saying about like following the one person. Did it give you pro mm. saving private Ryan vibes? Yes, yeah. Like very much yeah. the chaotic nature of war and the very uh, you know, just blood and guts and like just horses confusion. flying past camera and like the chaos. The chaos but the beauty, right? Yeah, that's right. The, the beauty and chaos, and oh. um, and it was yeah. I think they actually, um, I don't actually remember watching the behind the scenes footage of that, and it's remarkable how, uh, how much editing and how much just you know the visual effects, uh, can really come into play because, you know, when you look at the behind the scenes, just like. It just looks like maybe at most a hundred people just kind of standing around, yeah. Um, and then you know, like people just jumping into frame, and then like once they're done, they just kind of like walk off. <laughs> you know, they can you imagine kind of if they off. did that practically? There'd be like a hundred stunt people that got like three seconds in the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, it, uh, it's I think. I reckon Lord of the Rings just set the precedent for all that just to, yeah. you know, for Game of Thrones and um, what what other sort of medieval fantasy things are, are out there? Like, I mean, like of recent, I'm obsessed with The Witcher. It's very, oh, yeah, very different. Yeah. Like I wouldn't compare it to either of those, but in like a medieval scene, and again, we're talking about visual effects, right? The Witcher is a perfect example of how to get away with not a huge budget. Cause I think we think that things on Netflix just must have massive budgets, but it's like, yeah. it's a, it's a massive risk to make like something. So Netflix isn't going to give them like amazing amounts of money, but when you watch the Witcher, 80% sure like, of the prof, 80% of the salary went to Henry Cavill, <laughs> you know, like getting, oh, it'd have it, to be. Know? Like, <laughs> yeah. although I reckon he would have done it for free. Like at the end of oh, the day, yeah. he loves yeah. loves that. Um, mm. but Sorry, what, what were you saying? I jumped in there. Oh, I just mean like the the they kind of if you think of like VFX money set aside right as like a big bag, like it's the perfect stretching exercise to make sure that you don't spend too much of your money. Um, in certain areas so that other areas look really bad because at the end of the day visual effects it's a very calculated decision right if you can't pull yeah. something off don't do it <laughs> like it's yeah. the yeah um uh. 
I think the same is the 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 speaking of visual effects. Look at um the Mandalorian. Like, oh yeah, that's beautiful. We're like, getting like the uh, Star Wars or better quality in a TV show. Oh mate, like and the what? Are, I saw that new technology. Have did you see that? With, yeah, they. Uh, so the if you guys haven't watched the Mandalorian, they're using um. Instead of green screen, there's no green screen at all used in the Mandalorian. So that's where you you put up a big green sheet and in in post you can key out the green and then put any background. Right? They don't do any of that on the set of the Mandalorian. Now, they probably don't do that for a couple reasons. One, they wanted to make a new technology and experiment with that, and that's super cool and everything. But number two, green screen has a look, right? you can kind of see a movie scene and go, oh, this is shot on green screen. It's got a very, um, the edges of people are very sharp and you don't get a lot of detail. Hair looks terrible on green screen because it, the hair kind of blends in with the green of the color mm. of the backdrop. Mm. So what they're doing on the Mandalorian is they're using Unreal Engine, like the video game engine, and they've got a massive room, like a set, with these LED walls and LED ceiling, right? And they're projecting... Um, using Unreal Engine, uh, the world onto it. So they're actually capturing in camera the subject in the foreground and this background that they've created before coming to shoot it. Like someone sat there in Unreal and made a really cool, you know, space environment. Dude. That... Oh. And the actors can get involved as well. They they know what, like, oh, we're here mm. now, you know, because I think most films in the past 20 years have just been in front of a green screen and the prequels you know, and, <laughs> oh yeah blue screen there oh yeah oh <laughs> you just it's not the I, I think the one that's classic is i haven't seen the movie but um i've watched parts of it uh the new jungle book like the uh, it's not new but like of oh, the last five yeah. or six years you don't get the interaction with green screen um yeah yeah you you have to be a very talented actor to imagine because clearly acting um incorporates a lot of imagining but if Mm. you don't have anything to go off other than some brief words on a script of what where you are and what's going on yeah yeah you might Um, get a different vision like it's it's tough speaking of the mandalorian though what do you Mm. think of the soundtrack um of it i oh. just found it i found it so good like just and the the theme song i would, I would you know you'd bop your head mandalorian is one of the only shows i've ever watched that i will never skip the intro <laughs> yes yeah definitely it, it All always the credits. puts you in that mood it's so yeah. interesting that it, it puts you in that mood almost immediately and you're like oh i'm hooked you know this is cr- it just well, it's another tool new. right yeah, and the same guy that did um, that did the soundtrack of The Mandalorian, he also did the soundtrack of Tenant. Uh, oh, another absolute masterclass. So it's Ludwig, uh, I can't uh, think of his last is it, name. Is it Goranson? Yes, 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 that, yeah. that's him. He has a mm. beautiful way of bringing music into the story because, let's be honest, there's a lot of things you watch and go that was like the most not memorable like soundtrack of all time or it's like clearly (laughs) just they've paid someone else and got someone else's music and just thrown it in there somewhere to just fill dead noise in the scene or like yeah um it doesn't have to be like john williams-esque memorable to it to be good music like i can't right now in my head like I couldn't vocalize to you the tenant soundtrack other than like probably the um the truck, the fire scene. truck scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew I immediately knew what you were thinking of. Yeah. That <laughs> scene is the most dope scene. Like oh, it is. Did you see it in cinemas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it in cinemas twice and I saw it at home once. Mm, um mm. so good so good man oh yeah i yeah i watched it in cinemas as well and i remember i was with a group of people and uh when it came to that scene uh and the the sort of the bass drop like the and it goes 
I can't even freaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so cool. I just remember uh, looking to my left and seeing like everybody just like like oh, bopping I, their head. There yeah. was like, but he's and then they like contrast that right with like ear destroying music. Like there's points of that soundtrack <laughs> yeah. that are so eerie and like unnatural sounds that it builds that tension and that's what he's doing like he's a script writer but he's using notes instead of words like at the yeah, end of the day yeah oh this is, i like that he's a script writer but he's using notes i just made that up um it probably didn't sound as good in post as it sounds in my ears right now <laughs> <laughs> no well i'm a fan of it don't worry um, oh, what about what about you what other movies do you go soundtrack what what when i say movie music where does your head go other than john williams because we've kind of said that <laughs> there we yeah, go yeah 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 <laughs> um oh i know it's, it's such a meme uh in in the circles uh of, Here we go. of me but uh i've i will always recommend this movie uh watch the movie her uh, I still haven't Jones. seen her, so you need to make me Ooh. watch that. Probably in person. We'll have to do it at some point. Yeah, well, actually, I would recommend you watch it alone. Uh, and <laughs> it sounds this sounds bad, but like... Manny, uh, shut like, down uh, our friendship date. Uh, friendship's <laughs> over. Podcast is over. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll make the second her and we'll watch that, okay? Um, <laughs> is that Joaquin um, Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. yeah. And it's and Scarlett Johansson is the voice of the computer. But uh oh, spoilers. Arcade, yeah, well, you know, it's it you you know it. Uh it's the one that the guy falls in love with the computer and blah 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 blah. Like sounds weird. Definitely to give it a watch though, uh if you're into more just filmmaking and how to write a really good script that touches you. Um in lots of different ways. Um, what about the music from that movie? Without like spoiling it for me, like what's the like what what makes you go that movie? What made you think of that movie? Well, they actually got it wasn't a orchestra, it wasn't a um, a particular composer. It was mm. mainly just a band, a band from Canada called Arcade Fire. Um, actually, you might know one of their songs uh, where it goes like, "When you're let dance free, when I'm not mad, mad." I don't know the other lyrics. Yeah, uh, I know that song. It. Yeah, that's them. That's them. Um, oh no, that's Alt J. Never mind. <laughs> okay, well now you've confused um, me. <laughs> <laughs> they sound similar. They're they're both similar bands. Um, <sighs> but yeah, Arcade Fire. This soundtrack, I think, really, it's just simple yet poignant you know it's got just mm. in some pieces it's just got uh like this sort of soft piano uh and it kind of just just it's almost like just subtle just subtle of like what theodore the uh joaquin phoenix's character is going through or you know then it's also got this sort of i don't know how i'll describe it this sort of uh organ but it's it's almost like a depressed organ <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's a um, sad way of describing it <laughs> yeah no you I, like once you hear it you'll be like yeah okay i get you okay um yeah and i think it just it really it captures whatever the character is going through so well just um and just the whole vibe and mood and um yeah i'd recommend that um but yeah, I guess I want to ask you the question, like what jumps out to you? Uh, what movie soundtrack jumps out to you that kind of, that you kind of go like, oh, okay, that, that's the one. I'm going to be such a boomer. Uh, okay. Anything John Williams, man. He hits home. <laughs> he hits home, dude. He, like, he hits hard. Like, uh, just remind he... me like best, like best movies that he's done or best soundtracks he's done. Um, so, I, I mean, oh, I, okay, like, start with, like, his good ones, but not his, like, okay, Star Wars would be in his, like, top echelon of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, it's not just the stuff, like, the main theme. Yeah, it's great, 
and everyone remembers it. But I like froth over um, Luke's theme, that like beautiful like theme that plays when Luke's looking at the moons on Tatooine, like like oh, that yeah, beautiful yeah. like oh, um, Jill of the Fates in the prequels. Like yes. that, yeah. like oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes, like that oh. is. I listen to that song and picture myself like in a lightsaber battle. <laughs> like that yeah, song is yeah. like perfect. Um, and but that's like the stuff that like goes really cra- like everyone is really like familiar with. He also did Jaws, another one that everyone's pretty familiar with. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that that theme, I would say, underrated. Because that film, that theme almost is as integral to the Jaws movie as the visuals. Like at the end of the day, yeah, <laughs> he builds so, tension uh, with his music. That's the one where it's like you just hear that. Dun-dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! But but there's scenes in that movie, right? That the sharks are not in. Spoilers. There's scenes where the shark is not when you think the shark is in the scene. But the theme's playing. It's masterclass from John Williams. John Williams gets you early in the movie to associate his main theme with the shark. And then what he's doing is he's teasing you by they'll have a camera angle that's like coming up at a person and it'll be dun 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 and you're like, oh my gosh, this person's about to get chomped and then it'll be a like debris in the ocean or a wave or it'll be like he's getting, he's creating tension by linking the song with the the villain of the movie and then he's building that tension that the movie couldn't build with just the visuals, right? Because visuals are one thing. You show something scary. no. Jaws makes you feel like something's there, but doesn't show you that the thing is there. It's this weird, mm. like, giving the audience and, more information than the character. And your mind, your mind hearing this is like, oh, frick. And, you know, it's almost you get into that fight or flight sort of mode and you're like, and your mind's acutely aware of like, and it's trying to look out in the shots. Yeah, uh, that's, I think that's really cool. And it reminds me of what uh, Howard Shaw would do in Lord of the oh. Rings and um, create. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh. Oh, wait. By the way, oh, did you know that we like Lord of the Rings? You know. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, dun, 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 and you're like. But again, he's associating the music with the characters, right? And the. It doesn't yeah. mean anything on its own. It's the link with the movie. Mm. It's another tool. What were you saying about Lord and, of the Rings? And even, I would, I will add to just add to what you were saying, like he even does cultures, the cultures of Middle-earth. Like uh, there's a, and there's even differences between men and different, and elves. Like I think the elves of Rivendell had this like fairly heavenly sort of, uh, like, Oh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, even, and then the hobbits uh, are just it. like people strumming like strumming banjos. Yeah, and like the little flutes and very innocent, and then um, like the real yeah. bad sounds of Mordor, and like you get that like the drums. Do you remember when they like start bringing you into Mordor? You're getting this like drumming um, sound in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, like and, that's oh. music as a storytelling tool, like. Mm. it's mood right like he sets that from the get-go before you even get to see an orc rip another orc to pieces or you know like <laughs> it's yeah what's oh. what's your favorite um favorite uh soundtrack or favorite song i guess from the soundtrack of all the lord of the rings if you could pick one i can't say i'm like awfully familiar with like a lot of like I couldn't say a particular song, but I'd probably just go like as boring as it is. The main theme, like I, yeah, yeah, just. I that gets me in the mood for Lord of the Rings. Like the yeah, yeah. I've associated the music with the emotions I feel while watching the films, and I think mm. that's what good music does. Whether that's music that you listen to that's got words and it's not associated with some kind of project or it's built into your favorite movie or TV show. 
yeah yeah and um and you isn't it just so and you can and it changes your day as well once you hear that that theme you're like yes you know like this is this is what life is almost like this is the the triumphant parts of life you know very do you you remember when you like would rush home on a monday night or whenever it was for um oh yeah 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 oh it's game boys new episodes out let's go i'm feeling really bad how much i love the walking dead but i can't think of the scene um Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to think. It was like, and it just like as that's just as good as like some of these other themes. They don't have to be awfully memorable. That make you feel like that theme. I feel like in The Walking Dead is like a real. I feel danger in that theme and I feel like loss and like sadness in like and, and like it fits yeah. that whole like after the apocalypse kind of world um mm, world vibe. Uh, all structure has fallen. Um mm. all all of our structure that we've created has fallen and what we're left with is like despair and hell. And yeah, yeah. Um Oh my gosh, goosebumps! I was I watched a scene from The Dark Knight Rises the other day, when oh, um, yeah, yeah. Bruce is climbing uh, out of the out of the pit. Is I get goosebumps when he's like, "What does it mean?" And the guy's like, "Rise." <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, the oh, Dark Knight series. Um, and the, oh, you know, just I get tingles and goosebumps of how, uh, how how eerie it was when I first watched The Dark Knight. I think I that was two thousand eight, so it's like nine or ten. Uh, when I first it's crazy watched how it, old that is. Yeah, yeah, but still holds up like mm. magnificently. Um, when it's the interrogation scene for The Dark Knight with the Joker. And you can hear his, you can hear his theme playing like the the backwards sort of, uh, is it is it violin or I don't know, I don't know what sort of instrument it was. I'm, you can see I'm actually getting goosebumps right now. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, no, honest, oh, just the the sliding of the of the notes, like it's it's you're going into his twisted mind, you're going into his how he views things and how he he views that everybody else is just like him and, you know, but they just don't want to admit it. And, you know, that sort of stuff. Like, um, Christopher Nolan, it's, man. Yeah, it's different. Beautiful. Mm. I Like, as much as, like, and we'll talk about this on another episode because I feel like we could talk about a whole episode just on, like, Nolan stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of Heath Ledger's Joker. I didn't have any, like... I thought he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really feel joke like he, he wasn't the Joker I wanted to see. As much as I was impressed and and respected the performance, it wasn't exactly what I wanted out of the Joker. But that film is like the more you think about it, the more you watch it. That film and The Dark Knight Rises are like the perfect way to tell a story, and and mm. and music comes with both of those. Like the you get this I, I don't know what who did the Hans Zimmer right did um yeah, the Dark Knight yeah. series he gets this like real like and in that just after that interrogation scene we get the real sad like violin when um spoilers Rachel dies um oh yeah yeah and we're getting that like iconic shot of Batman on top of the rubble of the building and we're like pushing in on Batman and we get this like or like I get goosebumps thinking of the scene in The Dark Knight Rises when um, Bane destroys the football field, and oh, it's like yeah, it, yeah. It, he comes out and it's all this like dinner to dinner to dinner to like with the police going into the sewers and it's like this oh Bane what's he gonna do and then it cuts all audio and it's the little boy singing the national anthem oh, and I still yeah, get yeah. goosebumps to this day of like. We cut the music, 
and we make you feel all this emotion in the anthem and then Bane walks out, blows the field and it's like this, oh. It, it, it hits. It really hits. I, I can feel that too, man. Like it's, oh. Oh. We'll have to sit down and watch that series again, I reckon. I think we'd have to do some reacts to scenes um, on this podcast as well. Like we'll have to sit and um, like watch a little bit of something memorable and then we'll talk about it on the podcast. I think that would be a um, oh, a good sure. way to um, interact with some of that stuff. But we we better wrap up this episode. Um, we're going to – obviously, we, it's not like the conversation ends here. Like hopefully by the time oh, you're yeah. watching this, it won't be long and you can click the next episode button. And we're back on your screens with another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, the conversation we'll never ends. That hook. Yeah, we yeah. always get you with that hook. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the conversation never ends. Keep it going in the comments. Keep it going with your mates. Keep it going with us. Tag us in the comments. What do you think about, you know, what we're having on the, what we're saying on the podcast? Because we're trying to start discussions. Obviously, not everyone's going to have, you know, the same views. Um, but that's what makes talking with someone interesting because if you're talking to yourself i mean i love talking to myself but like you wouldn't do it all day (laughs) um but what i wanted to say though as we wrap up this podcast um we obviously on this podcast talk about things that we're very passionate about you can tell um if there's something you guys are passionate about and you'd love to hear us um talk about on the podcast please drop it in the comment section because we'd rather talk about something that we're passionate about and you're passionate about to keep that conversation going um i've already got some dms um with some suggestions of what people want to hear about um andrew suggested that we talk about video game movies on an episode of the podcast which ones are bad which ones are good (laughs) yeah very controversial i think we'll fight over this one um but i'll drop here spoilers the new mortal Kombat's amazing and anyone who says that it's not i will fight <laughs> i'll fight to the death and my opinion is it's okay it was all right <laughs> we're ending the podcast forever um, <laughs> um um yeah and uh we can do a q a as well i feel like we can we, we'll be able to do that uh, so if you've got any questions, we can pile them all up and then maybe even have a whole uh, episode dedicated to it or we can section it off in the podcast. Who knows? But yeah, questions are welcome. Uh, any sort of question, you know, how long is my left arm? Ear. Left uh, ear, left How arm. long is his... Oh, wait, did, <laughs> did it work? Did it work? <laughs> it's working. It's working. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. How, yeah. So ask those, all those things in the comments. But um, thank you so much for listening or, and or watching. Um, we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks 